Cannonball Superdome. If you're into Dragon Ball Super, listening to this podcast, you must be cool. Must be cool as hell. I believe it. You believe it. Now you do. If you didn't before, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Trying to get those YouTube subs up. So uh, if you like YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Dragon Ball Super Dope. Please rate and review the show. Helps other people find the show, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Very frustrating week for me in Dragon Ball Land. And truth be told, it's 4.30 in the fucking morning. On a Sunday morning. Couldn't sleep. So I figured we'd get this done now. And maybe the episode will go up a little bit early on Sunday. Um, that being said, episode 71. Wow. Wow, what a fucking tease of all the greatness that Dragon Ball Super can be. Episode 71 is a shining example to me of what you can do with Dragon Ball if you're brave enough to actually explore other characters a little bit, explore other parts of the world, other parts of the universes, other universes entirely. Now hit is one of the most badass characters to come into Dragon Ball Super, for sure. I don't think anybody can really debate that. He's he's the badass legendary assassin. Nobody can say that he isn't awesome. So to have him come back so quickly after the U6, U7 tournament, it, it's really great to have him back again. Uh, before we get to 71, a couple of housekeeping items, mainly based off the show from last week. We had two shows last week. Uh, the baseball episode with Freitas. Whew, man, what a shit show. And um, also, when the Broly news dropped on Monday afternoon, it was pretty late. I was already getting ready to post uh, the previous episode. So I, I had to do another quick, just sit down. Although it didn't end up being quick. It ended up being like better part of an hour. So for those of you who stuck with my rant on the Broly stuff the other day, Thank you. Um, had a lot of people get back to me and, and say one of two things. Either, Kyle, you are 100% right. Good fucking call. Or, Kyle, you are a fucking asshole. And I kind of get it both ways. <laughs> I think I'm kind of an asshole, too. The reason I want to address it real quick is I, I feel like some people reached out and had that opinion or you know that impression anyway of like, yo, if, if, if you don't like Broly, go fuck yourself. You don't have to watch this. Mm. Um, nah. Nah, Dragon Ball is a big fucking part of my life. I'm going to still watch it. I just wish we could get something different, you know? And I think 71 today, while it's, you know, a two part one of a two-part episode, it's um I think it's a good example of dra- of what Dragon Ball can be if you actually give some other characters some screen time or bother to put together a new cool character and actually utilize them, not have them be cannon fodder in minute fucking four of the tournament of power or, or whatever the hell so still excited for the movie but not super pumped on broly i think a lot of people kind of misconstrue the idea that Broly's going to have a completely new backstory i think it's going to be again a little bit more um 
rearranged more than anything. Maybe there'll be a couple additional details, hopefully, that'll flesh out Broly more as a character. But um, this whole Toriyama's giving him the backstory, so it's going to be awesome thing. I hope so. I hope you're right. But there's a possibility it won't be. So um, if that ends up coming to fruition and Broly's backstory is slightly recycled from his original backstory, because it was confirmed this week that Paragus, uh, Broly's father, is in this upcoming movie as well. So if it's, I mean, is Paragus going to be controlling Broly with the mind control thing um, in this film? I, I don't know. My point is, if Paragus is there, the origin can't shift all that much. So this new intro story that Toriyama is hopefully going to save the character of Broly with, that's no, it's no guarantee, man. I, I hope it works out, but no guarantee that it will. So I just wanted to to let you guys know that, you know, Fuck you. I'm going to see the movie anyway. I'm probably going to love it. I hope I love it. I hope it's good. But uh, god damn on this Broly stuff, dude. Um, one other thing. Uh, also, you might be thinking you're tuning into the episode with Super Dragon Ball Heroes Episode 2 review. And that is not the case. Uh, it's, it's kind of a weird uh, airing schedule. Um, the first one aired on July 1st, which was a Sunday. The next one will be airing uh, tomorrow in Japan. So Monday the 16th. And um, I'll probably do another episode midweek to break that one down and chat about it with you guys. Uh, so make sure you check back for that this week. Again, if you haven't subscribed yet, here's a good chance to do it. And the other thing that I wanted to to just touch on real quick um, before I put the Broly thing completely behind me, or at least for the time being, um, I know that there are a lot of younger people who are a fan of Dragon Ball. Some of you guys listen to this podcast. We do have, you know, we have our the guys around my age who I, I chat with on Twitter all fucking day, but um, some of the younger listeners, I feel like you guys don't have a real strong handle on what canon versus non-canon is. And uh, I don't want to be that guy for you. I, I don't want to be the one to have to teach you to uh, what the fuck to do. You know, what the fuck works, What what's canon, what's not canon. I feel like we kind of just walked the line of like a sex metaphor about taking V-cards or something. I'm not into taking canon V-cards, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to explain that shit to you. But you guys seriously seem confused about uh, some of it ties to Broly. Um, that motherfucker got blasted into the sun. How's he coming back again? Why does he have a scar on his cheek? Motherfucker. <sighs> I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version, okay? It's a real easy rule. If it's written by Toriyama, it's canon. That's it. Simple as that. And by written by Toriyama, I mean in the manga. Dragon Ball manga. Dragon Ball Z manga. Those are canon. Dragon Ball Super Anime, I suppose you have to take that as the canon. Although Toritaro's version has been... You know, different. I I imagine they'll stick with the manga iteration as being the official canon. But either way, the three series, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, those are all canon, okay? Because they were written by Toriyama. GT, not written by Toriyama. Not canon. Okay, so GT's not canon. Don't ask that stupid fucking question. Heroes, obviously, not canon because it mixes up all of these cool timelines and allows you to see a lot of fun, fan servicey shit. Cool. Not canon. And any of the Dragon Ball movies, Dragon Ball Z movies, 
are not canon up until Battle of Gods and Resurrection of F. And you could even make the argument that those movies are no longer canon because they were retold in the anime and in the manga. So with that being said, this Broly movie, Broly 4, as I sarcastically called it last week, but in reality it's it's you know the the reemer or the the reimagining of Broly in his, you know, quote unquote first appearance as this new Broly. It's going to be canon. So this movie is going to be following cuz again it's written by Toriyama. The last three movies have all been written by Toriyama. If it's written by Toriyama, it's canon. If you can't Google if Toriyama wrote something or not, you don't have the 30 seconds to do that. Please don't post on Facebook and ask the questions or hit us up on Twitter and ask us those questions. That's that's annoying. Don't be that guy. Google's your friend, dude. Google's your friend. Don't be an asshole. Anyway, episode 71. Now that I've ranted for the better part of 10 minutes. Episode 71. Goku dies. An assassination that must be executed. Uh, Now, this is kind of a weird episode in that when it first opens, you don't see the opening title first immediately after the opening credits. You get this quick little flash forward of what ultimately proves to be the end of the episode of Goku's dead fucking body and his two sons and his green best friend finding him and being like, oh, no, his heart's not there. He's dead. Dude's dead. I remember the first time watching it when it premiered, you know, the subs, uh, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, whatever it was. Um, I remember thinking back to that and being like, did I miss something? Did I get a weird copy of this of this uh, sub? Like, where the fuck's the title? Why didn't I get it? And then the title comes in afterwards. Kind of weird. Um, but you do have that sad Goku music, you know, right off right off the bat. Sad as hell. You get the opening title and then you see Goku just standing in his yard, standing out by the laundry. It's a real windy day. He's focusing, eyes are closed, sensing, trying to sense something. You don't know what it is at first. He doesn't give it away, but he's standing there waiting for it, trying to find this energy. Chi-Chi calls his ass in for dinner. Son Goku walks in, sits down on nondescript and shit, starts eating one grain of rice at a time. How unlike Goku is that? Still, whole time, eyes closed, trying to sense this energy. You're not sure what the hell's going on does fucking sense that there are cockroaches underneath his fridge, which is, I mean, is that like super common? I don't know. Y'all got roaches? I don't got roaches. Had a mouse. Had a couple mice. But no roaches. Freaks out the mailman. What's up, mail dude? And as you see, Goku's obviously going through some sort of shit trying to, you know, sense whatever it is that he's looking for. Cuts over to Whis's planet. Uh, and when Whis and Vegeta are training. Now, I think this is a pretty cool part of, of this episode, again, because it doesn't ignore Vegeta. It doesn't just let Vegeta, you know, off-screen train. You get to see what he's putting himself through in order to, you know, continue to ascend and hopefully, you know, surpass Kakarato. Kakarato! But they talk about, you know, Beerus approaches Whis and he's like, what's up, Vegeta's here? Goku's not? What the hell? He's the anchor. We could have the tournament of power start at any moment. This is horseshit. He should be here training. 
And Weiss basically says, you know, he might just be doing his own thing on Earth. Sounds like he's, you know, probably got his own thing. And Vegeta can kind of tell that Weiss isn't telling the entire truth. And he's like, you know what he's up to. You you know exactly. I have to go find out. And Weiss is like, you're going to bail on this training? He's got to finish 100 of these sparring sessions with Weiss before he's going to be able to go find out what the hell's up with Goku. Now, cuts back to Earth. Goku's still going about his day. Eyes closed. Basically, Ray Charles in through fucking public. And... He's got groceries and shit. Big bag of bread. Baguette. He's got a fish over his shoulder. A la the first episode of Dragon Ball Z. Although, or the first episode of Dragon Ball, rather. Although I imagine this fish, maybe he bought at the store with his other groceries. As opposed to get buck naked in a pond and fish out a fish with your tail. That's weird. Very weird. Like, considering how sensitive his tail was supposed to be, like it was his weakness. You best fucking believe I'm not dipping my tail into no waters for some prehistoric looking piece of fish shit to try to chomp on it. So, but as Goku's out doing his errands, getting these groceries, he's still walking around with his eyes closed and trying to sense it. And, you know, and he thinks that they, uh, he, he feels, and, and, and Gohan and Goten are following him and they're like, where the fuck is this dude going? Now, I like this episode a lot because not only does it have some fun you know, lighthearted moments like these scenes here with Gohan and Goten following them. But in the second half of the episode, you get a huge contrast in terms of the in terms of the scene where Hit goes in and assassinates that mob boss guy. So this is a really cool contrast here. Like this first half of the episode, I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is bright. This is bouncy. And Gohan busts out, you know, just to, to put a cherry on top of that whole bouncy, cherry, uh, happy vibe. Busts out the great Saiyan man uniform. What's up? Tries to give Gohan the little one. I would love to see Got. Uh, I would love to see Goten and Gohan both in the Great Saiyan Man garb. I, I really wish Goten would have just swallowed his pride and done it. Uh, instead, he just opts for the sunglasses because he's a fucking G. But they follow Goku around in disguise. You know, a few feet behind him, they follow him through a fucking aquarium, through the screen of a packed movie theater because they're those rude assholes. Follows him into a panty store before Goku eventually opens up his eyes and comes face to breast with a brassiere. I guess not breast. Face to breast with a mannequin? We're talking about it too much. Anyway, Goku decides, you know, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I just embarrassed the hell out of myself. Even though, you know, going into that store, I'm surprised Goku knew what a bra was. So he wanders back out into traffic, eyes closed, and another quick callback to the first episode of Dragon Ball... He gets hit by a GD car. And who's driving that car? The love of my life, Bulma. Obviously, Bulma's car took the brunt of the damage on that. So she hops out, hollers at him real quick. What are you, a fucking idiot? Goes to pop him in the head. And what's he do? Low-key ultra instinct dodge. And she just like falls. Stutter steps. What are you doing? I'm trying to hit you in the head, you idiot. But go on. But they use that as a way for Gohan and Goten to be able to make the comment of wow, this dude is fucking dialed in. He never would normally dodge that. He and, and, and it's something that's, you know, especially in Dragon Ball Super, if you want to go back to, you know, Revival of F, Goku doesn't always have his guard up. So for him, in a threat, in a position where a threat isn't imminent, even though, you know, he just got hit by a car and his best friend of 30 years tried to clock him in the head, it's not a real threat for him, but he's so amped up, so dialed in, so focused, trying to sense where Hit is, that he dodges it. For once, his guard, you know, isn't down. 
So they just kind of use that as a way for Gohan and Goten to be able to make that comment of, yo, this dude is in it to win it right now. But Gohan's real suspicious of this, so he decides, I'm going to bite the bullet, I'm going to invite my dad over for dinner. So they have their dinner, Goku still seems pretty focused, although he is seeming to be enjoying himself, having his food, chilling under a tree, and... Gohan and Goten, as the dinner starts to wrap, you know, Goku's sitting on a swing. It's actually kind of a nice moment uh, to see him and his two sons have this kind of conversation. And I liked that. A lot lot of different contrasting moments in this episode that I love. And and, and this is a good, you know, portion of it because it's so lighthearted and it's a family-driven affair. And then it's, you know, a little bit more concentrated to just the father and his two sons. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'll let you know my secret. I'll tell you what's up with me. I'll let you know why I'm being a weirdo today. I got a motherfucker trying to kill me. So he tells him the rest of the story off screen as it flashes back to or flashes over to this distant planet. You see this really cool shot of the horizon and you got like the the scale of space behind this planet. You see all these lightning bolts going and shit. And you're just like, where the hell am I? And it starts to zoom in. On this one particular part, this like orb, it looks like it's encased in glass, and you see all these big stone structures. Now, I didn't remember this scene all that well, uh, this this part of it specifically. But as I watched it today, I'm like, "All right, we're about to get a close up of you know hit." Okay, cool. Where the fuck is hit? Is that motherfucker in a cemetery? <laughs> Badass hit will assassinate somebody and then go visit their grave because that's just the kind of neutral good, I guess, character that he is. Neutral lawful? No, he's not lawful. Fuck. I got my new, I got my alignments all dicked up today. It's definitely almost 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, But as it pulls out, like you see Hit in this massive, uh, you know, cemetery as it'll, you know, he comes back to it later in the episode. And it's one of the coolest scenes in this episode for me, I think for sure. And I think part of it is because not too much happens, but visually speaking, uh, you you take in a ton. So you see a, a quick shot. The only real thing that you take away from the narrative uh, from this piece of it is you get a quick reference to Frost, the freezer counterpart of Universe 6. You get a quick reference to him and it's like, yo, this motherfucker's at large. Nobody knows where he's at. He was revealed to be a criminal in the Universe 6 tournament. And uh, yeah, we want, he's out, you know, he's wanted for crimes. And it's just this long scene of, of Hit walking through the rain in this city. Lots of like cool above head shots where like you see the top of Hit's head and you see all the umbrellas walking through the city. He walks by this little girl and like time skips a flower into her fucking hands. Like Hit is a tragically badass character. I don't know what the hell's so tragic about him. I guess maybe it's the fact that he kills people for a living and he doesn't seem like that's necessarily in his nature. Like he knows that he can do it and he knows how to do it, but maybe he'd prefer not to. Um, uh, It's a very interesting character to me and I, I wish I could speak a little bit more eloquently about him because he he's a character worth understanding more. And the fact that, you know, you get this cool little teaser arc here, this two-part, you know, episode here um, with him versus Goku again. But after this, you expect him to be a major character in the Tournament of Power, and he he gets kicked out 
pretty fuck. I mean, granted, he you know grabs Jaren and puts him in the fucking time cage or whatever time freeze, essentially a time freeze, and he tries to hold him for the rest of the fight. Like, what a fucking idiot! That like, what a way to just waste a character of such supreme power and I thought intellect until that effing move in the tournament of power. Um, we didn't get enough hit in the in Dragon Ball Super, and if it does come back as a series next year. Let's hope we get some more story involving Hit because he's fucking fascinating. So he's walking through this massive city and he eventually gets to this massive tower. So you got to go with the assumption that he's about to go fuck somebody's day up. Walking through the rain, looking all sad. Time skips by all of these guards. Goes up the elevator. Time skips out the elevator. Time skips up to this blue-faced dog-looking motherfucker with hoop earrings. And he freezes time and has this interaction with this mob boss here and basically just lets him know, hey, I'm here to kill you. Nope, not going to take your money. Nope, you can't shoot me with your stupid little laser thing. You're dead. Crushes his sternum with an air punch. I don't know if there's like an official name on that. There probably is, and I just don't know it because I'm ignorant as fuck. But Crushes the, the dog man's sternum. And, you know, his heart underneath it. <sighs> Stupid dog, man. Should never fuck with the hit. But as this dog collapses to the ground, hit unfreezes time, disappears. All the guards unfreeze, and they they see this. their boss just collapse to the ground. And they're like, is it a heart attack? What the hell just happened? You know, we can't figure out what's wrong with this dude. Hit pieces out. You, get, you see a shot. I don't know. I think it's the next shot. You see Hit walking through that cemetery again, and he walks up to a specific grave. You can see this time, and this is what really solidified it for me that it was a grave, is there's a plaque on there. Um, now, I don't know if those were like nondescript characters or kanji or what. Uh, I don't know what the hell that plaque on whatever that big stone thing was, but he takes that ugly dog, blue-faced motherfucker's necklace, throws it up on top of the gravestone. Like, he killed him, but he also paid tribute by returning his necklace. To his fucking grave. I, I Tell me you don't want to see more Hit. You can't because that would be a lie. Hit rules. But as he is just standing there in this fucking crazy lightning storm in a cemetery with the crazy futuristic U6 Gotham City in the goddamn background. He's like, all right, next. Pulls up his little hologram thing. Son Goku. Smiles to himself and he's like, all right, man. Time to go do the thing. As it later say in the episode, time to make the donuts. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Piccolo, dude's a little suspicious of Gohan and how suspicious and concerned he is for Goku. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Piccolo, he's feeling a little suspicious of Gohan because Gohan seems overly concerned about Goku. And honestly, if we're being frank, I think Piccolo is like, yo, what the fuck? I'm your dad. Why do you give a shit about this guy? He shows up like once a fucking moon. Why are you concerned about this guy? He shows up like once every fucking four months. If he's not dead. Remember that time he was dead for seven years? Who was hanging out with you every day then? Me. I think Piccolo is just a little jealous. But he asked Gohan, like, what's going on? Why are you so concerned about Goku? You can't hold no secrets from me, motherfucker. Malkin go some po, your ass. Sounds weird. I shouldn't have put that combination together. 
Shouldn't have put the, the special beam cannon. <laughs> cannon. So Gohan lets Piccolo know. Somebody's trying to come kill my dad. Dad told me that it's hit. Piccolo freaks out. Oh my God. We got to fucking, we, we, we got to make sure he's okay. Where is he? Where is he right now? They turn around to see if he's still sitting behind that tree. And sure enough, he's taken off because he felt Hit's energy come into Universe 7. So he's he's trying to draw him, draw him in, you know, follow me. And speeds off to the middle of the, you know, a wasteland, basically. And uh, and Piccolo says, man, we got to go. We got to go help him. Like, he, he's probably going to get mad at us. He probably wouldn't want us to interfere. But, like, we need to be there because it's Hit. Hit's going to fuck your dad up. And there was a nice moment, too, where they tell Goten to stay back. We're going to go find dad, stay here. And Goten's like, fuck you. Please don't treat me like a little kid. I'm going with you. And I remember seeing that when it first aired. And I was like, is this the turnaround? Is this where Goten finally becomes a little bit more involved with the plot? Obviously not realizing that this was only a two-episode arc at the time. I thought maybe it was a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, maybe we'll get some actual Goten, um, you know, sightings in here. Maybe he'll fight somebody. Maybe not hit. But maybe maybe we'll see Goten do something in this fucking series. That'd be awesome. Goddamn, no. That was not the case. But this episode gave me the hope. This episode does a good job of giving you, I think... Just a taste of everything Dragon Ball Super is good at. It's got it's got some some light fun moments. It's got some dark badass moments. It's got some you know favorite old characters. It's got some favorite. It's got the favorite new character I think in in most people's opinion and hit. Uh, also, it, it shows you a different place in Dragon Ball in terms of a geography that you haven't seen before. That's interesting to see. That's interesting to see. You have a whole scene in there where Hit is the only character that you know. And it's 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 badass, man. I wish that they would take a little bit more. Uh, I wish that they would take more chances, more risks uh, in terms of, you know, what an episode could look like. Do more, you know, one, two, three part episodes, whatever the hell. Give us a little bit more new and and that kind of ties into what i was bitching about about broly last week seen broly three fucking times do you really need to give it to me to a, a for a fourth time i like this because it's new so you get a quick flashback over to vegeta uh he still has 13 more sets to do with Whis, so he ain't coming to save the day i think that's really the only reason that they throw in vegeta in this episode because in my head i'm like yeah vegeta go help him out and he's like oh i can't i'm busy with with my dude Weiss right now sorry got stuff to do so Goku finds himself in the middle of this wasteland and he goes Super Saiyan Blue more or less right off the bat and then again that's in an effort to be able to draw hit out to him now Piccolo Gohan and Goten when he goes Super Saiyan Blue they can't sense his god key so they freak out. Oh, man, hope he's all right. All right, he's probably just powering up for this fight. We got to go look for him. They fly out, and Goku and Hit, meanwhile, meet. He Hit sneaks up right behind him. Goku, as focused as he's been this entire episode, still could not get the jump on Hit. Or maybe a better way to say it would be, despite how much Goku focused, Hit still got the jump on the dude. But I love this scene so much because I like the dynamic between Hit and Goku. In the Universe 6, Universe 7 tournament, the dialogue that those two share 
while they're um while they're having the final fight well <laughs> the the almost final fight before Manaka comes in um you know they obviously have a lot of mutual respect for one another as martial artists and as people and i think that they're very much on the same side in that you know the whole we're not pawns in their game you know we're going to show them that we're more important than just pieces in a game in terms uh in reference to how the gods view them as their you know personal fucking battle figures you know to borrow a term from xenoverse 2 so for hit to show up today basically the first thing out of his mouth is i don't want to kill you i'm sorry uh, I was hired to kill you. If you want, tell the dude I killed you, and you can just go into hiding. You know, would you do that? Hit does not want to kill Goku. The the respect for Hit, or the respect Goku has for Hit, and vice versa, is tremendous. And this scene is such a great example of it. Now, again, Hit sneaks up behind Goku, so he tells Goku, "Hey, turn around. I'm not gonna hit you from behind." <laughs> Jesus, man, I'm full of those fucking weird little double entendres today. I am not going to, you know, deliver the fatal blow to your back. You know, I'd rather do it face to face. You know, I respect you. But Goku lets him know, hey, man, that time skip shit, that's not going to work. So don't be an idiot. Uh, And, you know, Hit obviously says, again, a, a form of respect here. Do you think I'd insult you by trying to fool you again with that? It's It wouldn't work. So Goku lunges at Hit. Can't land a punch on him. He does touch him, but he's not tangible. He's not corporeal. I think that's the right word. I think I did that word two weeks ago. Whatever. Fuck that word. So, can't touch him. Goku takes a step back, goes to launch a key blast, hit squares up from whatever, five, ten feet away from Goku. Obviously, much too far to land a punch from. And one of my favorite moves in fighters, the fucking air punch just Pow, right in the goddamn chest. So as Goku's firing up this GD blast, he's like, I'm going to blast this fucking non-tangible, untangible, intangible. I'm going to blast this intangible motherfucker to pieces. And no, because you can't, because your heart, your sternum just collapsed into your heart. You're dead now. So Goku blasts that shit up into the sky. Wonder if that's going to factor into part two next week. Womp. And uh, Hit says, hey, man, good job. You're dead. I'll be back. And leaves. <laughs> he leaves just in time for Gohan, Piccolo, and Goten to find him and have that dramatic, daddy, you can't be dead. No moment. And that's the end of the episode. So uh, I said it at the top, th- this episode gives you a little bit of everything, I think, of what Dragon Ball Super is good at. Um and they tease you, man. They fucking tease you. They're at least they I don't know if you guys felt teased by this episode, but I certainly did when it first aired. Like it was frustrating to me because I didn't realize that the tournament of power was going to be so soon after these episodes. I figured we had some time. I don't know how much time I was realistically expecting, but not something that soon. I mean, in terms of episode count, the tournament of power doesn't start for another what, 25, 26 episodes, I think. So we still have to go through the recruitment arc. We still have to go through the preliminaries uh, with Universe 9. Um, there's still a lot to be done. There's still a lot of episodes to be seen between now and the actual start of the Tournament of Power, but the Tournament of Power is a, a large... You know, if you, inc- if you include 
the preliminaries and the recruitment arc all into the general umbrella of the tournament of power, the tournament of power makes up fuck like 50 ish, just over 50 episodes of dragon ball super more than a third of the series. So for them to give us a cool little sneak peek of like, this is hits, you know, I don't know if it's hits world or if it's a world that he's just traveled to, to, to kill, to, you know, kill somebody. But here's a, a peak of another world and a different universe that hits a part of, that builds out the aesthetic of it. It teases you. It really fucking. I would love to see more. I would. I would watch a Universe Six series spinoff and a fucking heartbeat. But I think the understanding would have to be that. I think Hit is the main character in it, and the Saiyans, you know, Kaba, uh, Khalifa, and Khalifa, and Kale, are you know kind of like secondary or like support characters or whatever. Because Hit's the man. Hit's the one that you have that base around. Wouldn't be an easy one to pull off, but if uh, Dragon Ball Z, if you ever want to, um, you know, branch off into some Disney shit and you need some ideas for spinoffs, hit me up, son. I've got so many ideas. Get me a GD job at the Dragon Ball Room. Before we wrap the show, did want to give a couple of quick shout outs. A couple new listeners reached out this week just to say what's up. Wanted to say thank you. Uh, first, Ryu Uzamaki. Now, he was a white dude from Kentucky. So I'm going to assume his real name is not Ryu. Maybe it's like Ryan or something. Maybe it's a R-Y, but Ryu's way fucking cooler. So I don't blame you. He reached out, said what's up, said he's a fan of the show. Um, wanted to say thank you to him as well as Broku72. Pretty big YouTube following. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to his channel on YouTube. I, I just started watching his videos tonight. Sent me a message earlier in the day. I uh, would like to see if I can get a crossover with that dude going. Uh, maybe have him up on the show to talk about a couple of topics with me. Maybe I can do the same on his channel. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so Broku72, go subscribe on YouTube. Thank you for reaching out, man. I appreciate the kind words on, you know, and appreciate you just listening to the show. So very nice. Thank you. Uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Real fucking quick. Listen, I know Florida has got a reputation when you think of Florida and you think of the news, typically you're thinking about like people addicted to meth, robbing their grandparents, feeding them to alligators or some shit. There was a news story that I've been seeing screenshots of um, for most of the last two days. Uh, it's just a, a, a screenshot of a tweet from CNN Miami. So that's at CNN underscore Miami. New at five, a Florida man bites his brother's penis off. <laughs> uh, Florida man bites his brother's penis off after he walks in on his brother having sex with his cousin on his favorite Dragon Ball Z blanket. There's so much to unpack with that one sentence. So... Florida man, okay, bites his brother's penis off. Okay, so a Florida man bit his brother's penis off. Wow. I'm basically going to break this down the same way that I broke down the Akira Toriyama comments on Broly last week, line by line, because this shit is heavy. It's dense. It's one sentence, but it's dense as fuck. Listen, Florida man bites his brother's penis off. Why? Well, he walked in on his brother having sex with his cousin. 
Okay. Couple questions. It's both their cousins, right? Assuming they're full brothers, I'm assuming they'd have the same cousin, unless they're half brothers, which I guess is, I mean, I've got half siblings up the wazoo, but I, I would assume that, um, I mean, it's Florida, so who the fuck knows? We'll assume that the man who bit the penis and the man banging the cousin, they were both cousins of the of the girl in question. Oh, shit, dude. But this doesn't even say it's a female. Imagine if it's a dude. Wow. I should have fucking got Carlton in here for this episode. He would fucking be able to point me in the right direction and how likely it is. That man's traveled all over the country looking for some strange. And by strange, I mean dick. After he walks in having sex on his favorite Dragon Ball Z blanket. So, obviously, that's the common thread here, the Dragon Ball Z blanket. Why the fuck are they having sex on the blanket? Like, were they in the woods having sex on a blanket? Because, like, then okay. That's okay. You can have sex on a Dragon Ball Z blanket in the woods, I guess. But not with your cousin. And if you are in the woods, I guess it would be really easy for your brother to walk in because there's no doors. I've put entirely too much thought into this crazy fucking tweet. My point in bringing it up is it's not a real fucking story. Uh, again, the theme of today is learn how to fucking Google. Uh, it's not a real story. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, stop fucking posting that screenshot. Cause I'm tired of thinking about some dude biting off his brother's dick. Cause he was banging his cousin on a Dragon Ball Z blanket. Have you ever seen a Dragon Ball Z blanket? I don't, I don't know that I have. Can't think of one off the top of my head, but like for real, just fucking Google it. You know, it's not real. Don't be posting that shit up and being like, oh, my God, Florida's fucked. Yeah, we all know Florida's fucked, okay? Fake news is a real fucking problem in this country. You ignorant piece of shit. I don't want to think about some dude biting his brother's dick off. It's painful. Because I think about the excruciating pain that man, this hypothetical fake man must have felt having his dick bitten off. Not only, like, having his dick bitten off, but, like, by his brother. And this was just seconds after his same brother just caught him banging his cousin. Now, was this dude pissed about the blanket? Or was he pissed about the cousin? I would have to assume it's the blanket. Or else, why even mention that it's a Dragon Ball Z blanket? He was pissed that he probably got some fucking stains on his, uh, his sweet-ass Dragon Ball Z blanket. That makes sense. I'd be pissed too. I don't think I'd bite my brother's dick off. That'd be, no, that'd be an overreaction to say the least. My point is children and friends, because some of you are like not children. Stop. Stop it. Stop being fucking idiots. Stop with your stupid shit. God damn it. (sighs) Now that I just spent the last five minutes ranting about a fake tweet to round out the episode, (laughs) I, uh, I would love it if you guys would go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, Twitter, DB Super Dope, the number one Instagram, DB Super Dope. Yeah, go follow us on social media. Make sure you keep up to date on what we're up to. Uh, we will have a, an, an episode later this week uh, about the newest episode of Super Dragon Ball Kido. So expect that midweek, probably, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. 
And uh, that's going to do it for Super Dope this week, man. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will talk with you soon. Super Dope! By the way, 5.15 a.m., not even that bad. Super Dope!